its name, and uh, it was so incredible. It was in December. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 8, amen. Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, and twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated this morning. I want to talk to you on this thought today. In the midst of adversity, I saw the Lord. Last Sunday, I believe it was morning, I spoke about that in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. And I understand today, and I understand that there are times in life that that is not always the easiest thing to do. But can I tell somebody, like I told you last Sunday, that it's always right. And it's always in order. And that is to give Him thanks and to give Him praise. The Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. David said it like this, I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What David was saying is I will bless the Lord in the good times, but I'll also bless the Lord in the bad times. I'll bless the Lord when everything's going right, and I'll bless the Lord when everything is falling apart. I'll bless the Lord on the mountains. I'll bless the Lord in the valleys. I'll bless the Lord when I feel health in my body, but I'll also bless the Lord when I'm sick in my body. I'll bless the Lord when I get a raise, and I'll bless the Lord when I lose my job. What David was saying was, it doesn't matter what kind of day it is. It doesn't matter where I am or what I'm facing. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Why? Because his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Anybody believe that today? What David was saying was this, I don't know bitterness, I just know praise. 
David was saying, I don't know worry. I just know praise. I don't know doubt. I don't know gossip. I don't know murmuring nor complaining. I just know praise. Can I tell you there has been something birthed into my spirit and that is called praise. And whatever I face and whatever I go through, I go through it with praise. I don't have all the answers, but I do have praise. I don't care what you've gone through. I don't care what you have faced. I don't care how hell has beat you down. I, I don't even care about the adversity of your past. If you could somehow get birth into your spirit and you could somehow get praised, infused into your veins, you can attack trials and obstacles in a different way because you'll understand greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. And that's why I can rejoice in the good and in the bad because I've got praise in dwelling in my body because I understand that it's not me, but it's God. And everything I have and everything I don't have is all wrapped up in who he is, not who I am. Because if I'm wrapped up in who I am, then I just understand that I did it, but I understand that I can't do it. I understand when I try to do it, I make a mess. I, I, I turn around the wrong corner. But when I get God into the equation, when I get God wrapped up inside of me, then I understand that God is worthy of praise at all times. Because God says, hey, I'll make the crooked places straight again in your lives. I'll be a light that shines in the darkness and understanding that, then I can tell God, God, I can bless you at all times and the praise shall continually be in my mouth. Because I understand that God is large and in charge. Can I tell you today, as I sat uh, in my office, I just kind of looked at my uh, globe. I've got a globe on my desk. And, 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 I, and I read prior to, to staring at that globe, I read that a scientist had somehow got this huge uh, telescope. And they found out that millions and millions of miles away, they found a black hole in our galaxy. And they're mesmerized by that. They have no understanding of that. They said, matter of fact, that black hole is so big, it's bigger than the sun. And, and, and they're like shocked. And as I read that article and looked at that globe on my desk, I understand that we can't do anything. But the creator of this world can do everything. He said, heaven is my throne and earth, that little globe that's on my desk, he said, that's my footstool. Can I tell somebody today, your problem is not bigger than God. Your trial is not bigger than God. What hell has thrown against you is not bigger than God. God. You've got a God bigger than your problem. You've got a God bigger than your trial. 
I don't care what you're up against. I don't care what you're facing. I understand that in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God. Something magnificent begins to happen when you understand that because you begin to praise God in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the struggle. You start praising God and your friends are like, why are you worshiping God? You've got no money in the bank. You've got an eviction notice on your table. You've got pain in your body. You haven't slept all night and yet you're in the house of God and you're singing songs and you're clapping your hands and you're raising your voice. Why are you doing that? Because I can't do it, but God can. He can get me out of this. He can fix my situation. He can bring hope in my dilemma. He can put my family unit back together. He can put my marriage back together. There is nothing too great. There is nothing impossible that God can't fix. I believe he is great and greatly to be praised. I believe great is the Lord. I believe his word is true. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm not shouting because I can do it. I'm shouting because he can do it. So that's why I can praise God when I get the eviction notice because I know God is bigger than my eviction notice. I could praise God when the doctor said, hey, you got cancer in your body. The reason why I can, because God can heal my body. But if he doesn't heal my body, there is life beyond this. My hope is not in this world. My hope is not in Tylenol nor Excedrin, but my hope is in a creator. It is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My hope is in him. Hallelujah, I feel Jesus in this house. My God can do anything. He can do anything. He can take care of you. Bible said he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And you feel like nobody's on your side and nobody understands and nobody knows what you're going through. I beg to differ with you. I may not understand it. I may not be able to comprehend it, but there is a God that does. Your family may give up on you. Your friends may turn their backs on you, but I've got a God that sticks closer than a brother. And he is close as the mention of his name. You don't have to quote every scripture in the word of God. You don't have to know every promise in the word of God. All you've got to know is that name. That name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the best thing that you have is that name of Jesus. When you don't know what else to do, where to turn, you just say, Jesus, whatever you do, don't pass me by. Whatever you do, God, don't pass me by. I'm not leaving here until I get a hold of you. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good preaching. 
I know it when I hear it. That's good preaching. I'm amen in myself. In Isaiah chapter 6, we find that King Uzziah dies. That's what we read, right? In the year that King Uzziah dies. Now you got to understand, who's King Uzziah? What does that have to do with me? Can I tell you that King Uzziah, he was a great king. He was a godly king. He reigned for over 52 years. He brought peace and he brought stability to Israel. And it was a time of unprecedented prosperity. And the people felt secure because they had a great king, a king they could trust in, a king that loved them, a king that depended upon God. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, things seemed to change almost overnight. Their security changes, their trust changes, and their hope begins to diminish because the people no longer know what to expect. They, they were uncertain about their future. There were threats of war all around them. Their way of life they, that they have enjoyed for so long was now coming to an end. And we find in the midst of this turmoil, in the midst of all this confusion, in the midst of all this adversity, we find Isaiah going to the temple. The greatest decision that he ever made was going into the temple. We find Isaiah in the midst of adversity. We find him going to the house of God. Can I tell somebody this morning when all hell is coming against you and nothing seems to be going right in your life, it's not a time to miss church. It's not a time to forsake the house of God, whether it's physical or emotional attacks that you're under. There's always someone that thinks it's better to stay home and miss church. Pastor, I I can't be there today. I got a tummy ache. I got a headache. I got a people ache. I don't want to be around people. I won't be there. I've got a word for somebody today. If there's ever been a time to be faithful to the house of God, it's when you go through the darkest trial and you make up your mind, I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of God. God, if there's ever been a time to say, hey, I know I may not feel good in my body, but I'm not going to miss a Sunday morning. I'm not going to miss an apostolic service because I'm telling you the greatest choice and the greatest decision you'll ever make is to go to church. I don't know about you, but I love the house of God. I don't know about you, but I, I get excited when the doors of the church is open and the lights are on and the music's going. I love being in his presence. I really do. I feel like David. When David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Well, pastor, my kids don't want to go. My wife doesn't want to go. My husband he doesn't want to go. He wants to sit around watching his team lose. 
A lot of truth in that. But you don't go in spite of what others do or don't do. You make up your mind. You may not want to go, but I'm going. You may not feel it's important to go to church, but I feel it's important. I feel it's my lifeline. I feel it's my trust. I feel it's my hope. And when the church is open, I'm going to be there. And I'm not just going to sit there and suck my thumb. No, when I come to the house of the Lord, I enter his courts with thanksgiving. And I enter his house with praise. When I come to church, it's the greatest decision I ever make. Can I go a step further? If there's ever been a time to be a giver, it's when your finances are in trouble. I get people all the time. I'll say, I don't know why pastor's talking about money again. I don't know why he's talking about tithe again. I don't know why he's talking about offering again. Well, the reason it rubs you wrong is because you're not a giver. Because you got a little screwed spirit in your, in, your, in your spirit. You got a little bah humbug inside you. Because you haven't learned the real joy in giving. Because there is a joy in giving. And a lot of people won't understand it. That's why the Bible says the carnal mind will never discern the things of spirit. But there's a joy in giving. And I found it to be true. The more you give to God, the more he gives back to you. And I'm not just talking about your money, but I'm talking about your attitude. I'm talking about your spirit. What you give out is what you get back. And off all you get give is murmur and complain and gossip. That's all you get in return. But if somebody makes up their mind, I'm going to be a giver of mercy. I'm going to be a giver of grace. I'm going to be a giver of hope. I'm going to give to the kingdom of God because when I give, I get back. Somebody ought to clap your hands on the Lord. You say, Pastor, what do I give? Just give what's in your barrel. Don't try to take somebody else's stuff in their barrel. But give in your barrel. But Pastor, it's not as much as others. The Bible says do not compare yourself one to another. For when you compare yourselves, it's unwise that's why even the tithing principle is so powerful because whether you give a dollar tithe or a hundred thousand dollar tithe you've given the same thing in God's equation that rich man that came and just poured it out and he said look at what I can give but that widow that poor widow woman that had two mites, she had her head tucked, shoulders slumped over, and she gave her two mites, and she walked out the same way she came in. The rich man thought it was all about him. It's all about what I can give. Hey, I showed up now. Let's have church. I'm the preacher now. I'm the singer now. I'm the musician now. Let's have church. You can do that if you want. Because there was a church, the Laodicean church, found a way to have church without God. And they had no idea. They were wretched, miserable, poor, naked, and blind. And Jesus is now no longer in the house, but he's outside the house and he's knocking on the door. He's not knocking to the sinner. He's knocking to the church that evicted them that said, we don't need you. 
We don't want you. We've got talent. We've got ability. I'm telling you, there should never come a day where we sacrifice ability over anointing. God, I want the anointing. I want the blessings and the favor of God. If I sing off key or off tune, it's unimportant to me. I just need your blessings. I just need your spirit. I just need your anointing that breaks every yoke. there's ever been a time to be a worshiper brother Rudy it's when I don't feel good in my body I know it doesn't make sense in the mind again it's about giving but when you don't feel good in your body and you barely came here and you hobbled in it's not a time to sit back and say woe is me but it's a time to do as best you can and just stretch your hand up or limp whatever you gotta do but when you give him praise and you activate praise and you activate worship God He dwells there. He abides there. He said, hey, you're bringing a sacrifice of praise, but you're not doing that in vain. I'm going to bless you. Isn't that why that many times we haven't felt like we really wanted to come to church, but yet we came anyway, and we're like, oh, I'm so glad I came. I'm so glad that I was able to get out of bed. I'm so glad that all the naysayers are now no longer around me and now I'm around my church people I'm around people that want to be here people that want to worship people that want to praise people that want to get close to God I'm telling you there is a power in activating faith and making up your mind I'm going to worship God in the good and in the bad let the storms come let the winds blow I'm going to put my trust and my faith in him. Why? Because I will bless the Lord at all times. So Isaiah, he goes to the temple. And here's what happens. This is, this is really incredible. It's Isaiah 6.1. In the year that King Uzziah died, in the midst of adversity, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train, it filled the temple. What's the train? The train that filled the temple. Can I tell you, every king that fought a battle and came victorious, they added to his train. Every battle he overcame, they added to his train. Bible says he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He's gone through everything that you go through. He's gone through heartache, pain, misery, loneliness, depression. He has faced it all. And guess what? He's conquered all and his train keeps adding on and so when Isaiah came in in the midst of trouble he saw the Lord sitting upon the throne and his train victory it filled the temple everything that I need everything that I've needed it's already here 
That's why when I come to church, I know I've got problems. I know I don't deserve to be here. I know I got trouble. I know I've got attacks on every side. But when I come here, I see victory. I see the glory of the Lord because his train, it fills the temple. And what I'm seeing is, if he did it for him, he can do it for me. If he did it for you, my God can do it for me. Somebody ought to clap your hands under the Lord. There's a God on your side. And he's sitting there. And his train, it filled the temple. In the midst of your adversity, in the midst of your calamity, in the midst of your trial and your valley, all you have to do is look up. All you have to do is get into the temple. You just have to go to the sanctuary. You just have to make up your mind. I'm going to church because if you do, you're gonna see him. You're gonna see the Lord high and lifted up and his glory. The glory that has already started in this service. The glory begins to fill this house. The warmth of his love, the warmth of his presence, his anointing, his presence, it fills this place. And I begin to understand that I need this house. I need this sanctuary. Because when you get in there, you're not there alone. Because all of a sudden, you can hear angels. You can hear the seraphims crying together in perfect harmony. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory, with his train, with his hymn, the hymn of the garment that the woman said, if I could just touch the hymn, the train, I could be made whole. I challenge somebody today. Get your eyes off the stormy waters. Get your eyes off this and that. And get your eyes on holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Because your miracle, it's in this house. Your deliverance is here. Everything you need, everything you desire, everything you've been praying for, it is here. Somebody lift your voice. I feel him right now in this house. Somebody lift your voice right now to a God that knows where you're at. He knows what you're up against. He's heard every one of your prayers. You have thought that your prayers have gone unanswered and fallen on deaf ears. But God is saying, I've heard your prayers. I've heard the growings. All you've got to do is worship me. Lift your voice in this house. Lift your voice in this house. Come on, he's your way out. He is your hope. He is your lifeline. He is everything you need him to be. He 
Come on, the same fire that burned on the book of Acts, that burned throughout the disciples, is the same fire that God has given to every one of you. Quit asking God to take the storm away. Quit asking God to calm the sea. Embrace him in the midst of your storm. Embrace him in the midst of adversity. My spouse doesn't want this. Get your eyes off your spouse and get your eyes on God. My kids don't want to live for God. Get your eyes off your kids and get your eyes on Him. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Come on. Things happen when you come in contact with Him. Things transpire when you come in contact with God. You realize how holy he is and how holy you're not. Isaiah got in the presence of God and he said, woe is me for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips and, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with a tongue from the altar and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips and thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. When we get in the presence of God, we begin to realize we are nothing and He is everything. Brother Scott, woe is me, for I am undone, a man of unclean lips. Because when I get there, when I get there in the presence of God and I see my true inadequacies, I hear the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. When we get that close to God, we hear His voice and we begin to respond, God, here I am. Send me. Send me to this world. Send me to this city. This world needs to experience what I've experienced. We have to know him because once we know him, we can show him to this world. Lift up your voice with me right now. I've got so much more to preach, but I feel God in this house. I feel God into this place. Oh, lift up your voice in this sanctuary. Hell has tried to silence your praise. 
Hell has tried to attack everything about you. Gone after your home, your marriage, your family, your finances, your kids, your health. In the back of your mind, you feel like giving up, but there is a God. That's saying don't trust in your talent. Don't trust in your ability. Just get into my presence. Oh, lift up your voice in this house. Come on, God has showed up for you. God wants to tell you you're not alone. You're not facing this by yourself. There is a God that is fighting for you. Come on, I feel him in this house. I feel him in this sanctuary. I see his glory. I see the train filling this temple. Oh, come on, that's it. Lift up your voice. Let the glory, let the praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, I feel a deep calling in the deep right now, come on, you're not waiting on me, you're not waiting on God, God's waiting on you. Don't trust in your 401k. Don't trust in talent or ability, but trust in God. Hope in Him. Come on. Reach out to him. Oh, Sharakaya Raso. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Rakorasi. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. If you can, reach over and link up with somebody in front of you, behind you. You may have to get out from where you are. But let's agree together. We're going to see His glory together. We're going to see that train together. Oh, lift up your voice. Pray a prayer of blessing. A pray. A prayer of saturation. Come on, you've been praying for a real move of God. 
You've been praying for God to show up. He's here right now. Come on, connect with God. Connect with Him. I need you, God. I need you, God. I need more of you. I gotta have more of you. I commit my life to you. And I can't find my way. I need more of you, God. Oh, I feel him in this house. I feel him in this place. Come on, this is where your strength is. This is the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. This is the peace that passes all understanding. Trust you. you. I'm gonna trust you, God. I'm gonna trust you, God. Hope in you. A faith in thee. Take the reins, God. Take the reins, God. I can't, but you can. Still I will trust I'll trust you God Not how I feel Not what I can see In my dark hour God You restore My weary soul Lead me to That resting place and you made me whole. So I cannot question God. I'm gonna question God. I'm gonna question God. Those stormy billows. I'm gonna trust in you. I'm gonna trust in you, God. 
73 says this truly good God is good to Israel even to such as are of a clean heart but as for me my feet were almost gone my steps had well nigh slipped for I became envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasses them about as a chain, and violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. And they speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks to the earth. Therefore his people return hither and waters full cup are wrung out to them and they say how doth God know and is there knowledge in the most high behold these are the ungodly who prosper in the world and they increase in riches I don't but they do Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know all of this, all they got all the blessings, all the prosperity. They received it, I didn't. When I thought about that, it's too painful for me. I don't know about you, if you've ever got your eyes on those around you, your neighbors, your coworkers, and you're saying, why are they blessed? Why they have that? I've been faithful. 
I've been coming to church. I've been bringing my tithe. I've been paying my offerings. But I'm in this turmoil. I'm in this valley. I'm oppressed. And they are blessed. It's painful for me to watch. When you get your carnal eyes on that, it's painful to watch. But he pins it with these words. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, don't lay up treasures in this earth where rust and moth is going to corrupt. But lift up your head. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. In a God that's got something better prepared for you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's why there's power in coming to the sanctuary. There's power in going to the church because you see God. Would you lift your voice one more time in this house? Come on. If you connect with him and if you'll catch a glimpse of him, you'll see his glory. You'll see the train that will fill this house. Hallelujah. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Hallelujah. I love you today, God. And I can't find my way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your promises. Thank you, God, for knowing everything I go through. Thank you for protection. Thank you for covering. I love you today. I pray a special blessing on your children, a special anointing upon them and their lives and what they put their hands and let it prosper. I pray, God, that become power when they pray. I pray, God, that you would begin to unlock the blessings of heaven upon their lives. And you rebuke that devourer in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord today? Amen. I love every one of you. I believe in every one of you. But what's greater than that is God believes in you more. I love you. But God loves you more. And I don't know how that is because I love everybody. But God loves you more. Amen. God bless you. Stay here as long as you like. Make sure you're here tonight, 5.30 for prayer, 6 o'clock, an evangelistic service. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.